0: Behavior, bitches.
1: Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey, and we're here with episode 55. You might notice that you're getting these episodes out of order. Well, we had some urgency in this, so we decided to flip it around, but you'll still get all the content, so chill out. We've got you. And the rhyme for today is episode 55, so damn happy to be alive what a time to be alive in this world <laughs> right now what about that like crazy okay it, so, it's crazier every day i'll tell you that i know i mean side note on top of everything going on apparently there's like these crazy fires also in arizona like just to add to this craziness of the world that i just heard of i feel like What's going on in the world? I mean, there's some good things though for change and we're gonna get to that today, but the world is definitely crazy right now. And before we get started, I'm gonna tell you where to find us. We are searching for the best reviews ever. So you could go to our Apple podcast, leave us a five-star review with some love and we will definitely read it because we get off to that shit. So please go do that. You can find us on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast. Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast, or online at behaviorbitches.com. Casey, let's get started with some pairing of some reinforcement review of the day.
0: All right, this one is from Goodbye Love. Some well-deserved reinforcement. These ladies make ABA principles so fun and easy to understand. Leon and Casey always make me laugh during their episodes, and it helps me to talk about the field I love with other people. That is awesome. Plus, they're so relatable. No, it says reachable, Casey. But I think we're relatable, too. (laughs) On social media and have as much fun talking to people on social media as they have with each other. And again, that is very true. Thank you for that uh, review. But that kind of brings me to how uh, our guest today, me and her, have been messaging on Instagram, you know, for a while. And um, we've always wanted to have her on here. And it's like, you know, messages go by and you forget about them. And then, like, they come back up. And. I reached out to her. Her energy is amazing. Her just everything about her is great. Um, but so today we have um, Camille or Cami Morgan on the show. Um, she is a um, a black behavior analyst. She resides in Hawaii. She is also identifies um, she's a lesbian and cisgender. Um, it's a lot going on, and she's going to talk a lot about that shit today in a very casual conversation. And we're not going to be worried or scared to say things that we you know, maybe holding back because we're afraid to say them because we don't know if we're being politically correct or not. Um, She's here to help us and help everyone out there. Um, She has done a lot and she's just great. She's also a 14-year survivor of ovarian cancer and is going to talk a lot about self-care as well, especially in this time that we're in. So welcome to the show, Cammie.
2: Thank you. Hello. It is like a whole lot going on with all of my shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I love it. <laughs> it makes you a stronger person.
2: Thank you very, very much. I'm happy to be here.
0: So, Cammie, why don't you start um, just telling us like a little bit of how you got into applied behavior analysis and a little bit of your backstory?
2: Yeah. So, um, I actually completed undergrad at Western Michigan. And so, a part of my core classes for my major for psychology were ABA classes. And I was just like, wow, this is like really, really hard. And I was like, I feel like I cannot grasp these concepts. Like, I just, I don't understand. (laughs) You're not alone. (laughs) Um, But right before graduation, I actually got a job offer um, at a pretty well-known company in Indiana. I was like, oh my god, like a psych major with a job right after college? Like, got to get on this. Um, And it ended up being at a clinic uh, for kids with autism. And I fell in love with the science, like absolutely fell in love. Um, And so, yeah. I. I think at that time we were just line therapists. Um, And so throughout the years I ended up taking my RBT and I was like, I kind of want to do this. Like I really want to do this, but hopefully I'll be able to kind of generalize it to other things outside of just autism. Um, So yeah, I got my master's um, at Nova Southeastern in counseling with the emphasis on ABA. Um, And so now I'm an analyst here in Hawaii, just loving it. I absolutely love it. That's amazing.
0: I saw yeah. your view earlier when we were talking and it is beautiful. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Why don't we just get right into it? Right. Like, OK, I'm already sweating over here being like I call her a black beaver analyst. Like, shit, is that OK? <laughs> That's exactly
2: what I am. I always <laughs> okay. tell people, like, don't like I don't I don't know When people are like. She's and they like they always like pause and I'm like African-American. And I'm like, I mean, but you'd call me black to your friends like you probably wouldn't say like. And African-American. So it's like, just, I'm black. I'm not going to call you Caucasian. Like, because in real life, I call you white. <laughs> like That's just what it is. So, yeah, that was totally fine. I am a black behavior analyst. Like you said, I'm a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like a triple minority. <laughs> and so Wait, I'm obviously- what's cisgender? That pretty much just means that, like, I identify within the gender that I was born in. So I identify as a woman. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess you can kind of think of it if there was like a spectrum of like cisgender or like non binary or maybe like transgender. I identify as cisgender. So, very cool. I mentioned that is because like that comes with its own set of privileges as well. That you know, I'm honestly still in the process of learning about how there are some privileges that I have, or even being like able bodied, like there's just so many you know, uh, privileges that I have that to be honest, I didn't even think about. So now. As intentional as you guys are being when it comes to like black issues and like issues that people of color face, I'm doing that exact same thing when it comes to again like me being able bodied me being cisgender, even me like being a lesbian but presenting um in like a very feminine way that kind of comes with its own fair share of of privileges so yeah like yeah, so
0: like you know maybe um lesbians that present more in like the manly way are might have a whole set of racisms and biases towards oh, them where you absolutely. are experiencing those. Cause the tip. I can pass. Yeah. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Sweet. And when, heart
2: you, heart say, oh, when you say, when you say
1: able body, are you talking about like, like not having a disability or is this something? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. different Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting. The more contingencies you come into contact with of realizing you have these things, yeah it, you know, just puts things into perspective
2: Mm -hmm. well and it's kind of hard too because you're just like holy shit! like i didn't even realize that there are things that people have to think about that i don't and that's Mm -hmm. why for me like even being um even like being like a lesbian oftentimes i just use the word like um like very neutral terms like spouse for example but because of how i look people just automatically assume i have a husband or my fiance you know as a man and it's always even like being an analyst it's like i pause and i hesitate like well do i correct them like will that make me lose this client will that make me lose this job like will that affect me in any kind of negative way and the reality is you know it, it there probably will come a time hopefully not where it, you know it may so yeah
0: so if someone said like oh if you said to a spouse currently right mm-hmm. now if
1: you had a mm-hmm. client and you said like, and someone said how'd you guys meet how'd you and him meet would you correct being,
2: oh she and i met on plenty of fish okay good i tend to honestly just go for it yeah. and just honestly just pray i don't <laughs> <give some> kind <laughs> of backlash because i'm not gonna Which like you myself have. like back in the closet or anything no. i nope. just really just kind of hope for the best
0: <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your like experience as you know being black being in the field being you know yeah. working with clients um anything that you I know i think-
2: yeah, go ahead. Being like a Black RBT is was really really interesting in that I saw so much both overt and covert racism and I just felt very conflicted on like do I speak up about this because again like what's going to happen to me if I do. So, um, you know, hearing people mock maybe like certain accents of certain races and cultures or um I think we talked about it like even like task analyses where it's like Having to like educate my supervisors on like really individualizing like some of these things such as like hair brushing even hair washing like Black people like we don't wash our hair every day um, having to help my analysts uh, to kind of think about you know do I teach you know certain jobs as like being community helpers do I teach them in the exact same way that maybe I would with you know like my white clients. Um, Mm -hmm. learning how um maybe detrimental sometimes like just sheer compliance can be um you know so i think for me um it's just been like this ongoing journey again of being like very very conflicted in that like i don't want to like put myself out there per se but i also do want to advocate for the fact that like i do know from my own reinforcement and like learning history that like some of these things do need to be addressed um I have been asked to be like taken off cases and I've had uh, you know people request to have white um, RBTs. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, it's, it's tough because you're just like, well, is my job actually gonna have my back? Are they actually gonna reinforce this request? Are they, um, you know, like what are they gonna do? So now that I'm an analyst, I just really, really try to like really prioritize um, advocacy like for my RBTs. I think even more than I normally would. So, yeah, it's it's been a journey to say the least. I think we also talk about, too, like hiring practices, you know, like uh, people, you know, when they see my name and like they see me in person, I've literally had people be like, wow, look, I didn't expect you to look this way. I'm like, like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Like how much Because <laughs> like, your name's Camille? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or they'll be like, you know, you you just you are so articulate. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, like I'm supposed to be. This is a job interview. Like I'm not at a bar. <laughs> like what right. else am I supposed to be? But it's almost like a surprise that like I speak so eloquently or mm-hmm. um, that I'm still like knowledgeable. And I'm like, I mean, I'm a BCBA. Like I should be knowledgeable of whatever it is that I'm doing. So,
0: yeah. It's- and you know what? It's so OK. I'm just thinking about my own, like, again, bias that I don't even know I have in catching things like I was attending. um something the other day um it was presented by um black analysts yeah. and it was organized so beautifully and like the slides were so beautiful and i'm like we are like we suck we're so unorganized <laughs> like I, we could and i didn't i wanted to tell be like that was so organized but i didn't want to sound yeah. like oh i was surprised it was i was thinking yeah. more like i, I want to know how they did this webinar and this thing and it was yes. so organized like we've tried to do things and it's like, been such a fail and
1: like yeah our PowerPoints like it's just so Casey is is so sweet though even like without race race aside if she thinks that she accidentally like said a line to someone that like maybe like oh I think I accidentally muted their microphone during class they're probably so offended like I don't (laughs) think like that to that extent like I'd be like hey I loved your slides they were sick what'd you do you know
2: but well, no, I'm kind of like Casey in that way. Like, I'm so sensitive. Like, if I think I hurt somebody's feelings, I will literally, like, quite literally perseverate on this for like, well, I mean, just oh for yeah, like, it's bad. So Mine I too, that. like, but I will I reach out. Like, but I, I like kind of like how you said, Leah, where you're like, yo, like, if you're literally like, how did you do this? Like, I, I really, really love how organized you were. Like, how did you do this? And you kind of present it, I think, in a way of like, yo, like. I don't think that this is so great because you guys are black and you guys put on a good, like a good, you know, power. Because you're going to know, like I want to know. Yeah. So part of me.
1: Okay. And tell me, I'm having this open conversation. I'm always like, I, like, again, I barely worry about what I say, but I like with the sensitivity right now around anything is yes, there is color skin there, right? There is colored skin, but at the same time, and I, and we do need representation. Mm Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like if someone made good PowerPoint, I really don't give a shit what color your skin is. Like the point was you made a good PowerPoint, that one example. But it's so sensitive and I hear that. But also it's like, all right, if I'm getting people to teach a class, I want the best teachers. I don't want it just because we, like, I understand the idea of wanting to have representation and I, and if we're able to, like, if it's like we have all these great teachers and have them all, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know, like, in the last podcast, I say, don't say blue, white, green, yellow, because there's not those color skins. Yeah. But just because in... I love that. Which, in general... Do, do you, like, there's certain things that I'm like, like, educationally, if we're on the same place, on the same playing field,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Now, I am aware that there are, like, discrimination practices, right? They'd be like, well, yeah. I'm not going to hire that
2: girl because in their head they're racist
1: whatever yeah, it is yeah.
2: but i'm saying are we able to
1: get to a point that we could be like you're a human you did a great job you're a human you did a shitty job you're this yeah. you know like
2: but honestly or- i think that like honestly for me i think that is for the people that i'm in contact with like that's that is the requirement that i have for them to be in relation to me like don't compliment me on how eloquently I speak, especially if you really thought about it, if you really looked in the mirror, you wouldn't compliment you on how like you speak. I think sometimes what we don't understand, and, and I think that's why like implicit biases are so interesting, is that there are certain things without us even realizing due to our history and due to how other people have modeled it, that we do do that are so deeply embedded in like racism or sexism or homophobia or whatever, that that like it literally it's just it's just such like an insidious kind of thing where like we don't even know like why we're doing it so for example um you know you may see um like I've, i've posted so many times about like i don't believe in like praising a fish for swimming like if i am at a conference for example and i was asked to present something and i was asked to speak you complimenting me on how eloquently I speak when I'm at a conference, it's like, well, how else am I? So, like, I'm at a conference. Like <laughs> I probably should be like speaking in a, in a pretty articulate way or whatever. So like my message can get like across. Um, but again, if you're the kind of person where you're like, yo, I would literally say that to anybody. I I would actually, and I actually have, and I actually do say that to anybody. I think that's just like a little bit different. Like, For me, like, I've heard that whole, like, oh, you're so pretty for, like, a brown-skinned girl. And it's like, or I'm just pretty. Like, Mm -hmm. why do I have to be pretty for something? Or I don't know, like, if you come in contact even, like, with men who they make you feel like you're so great and it's almost, like, revolutionary because you're a woman. And you're like, no, like, I'm just great in this respect because this is my skill set. It almost ruins the compliment. It almost ruins the compliment. It's like, and it's, and it's no longer a compliment. It's a microaggression. You're like, no, like fuck you like, keep it.
1: No, it's like, you know, like for a Jewish girl, you're actually like, so generous. Right. And it's like, it's like, oh, okay. So now I know what you thought before. Or like, so it's almost like, thanks for the compliment or like, you know, like, you actually have a lot of potential. I just didn't see it. Like you actually look good today, you know? And it's like, well, fuck you. Thanks. Every other day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's just it. And so like, to go back to like your original question it's like, yeah, ideally we should be to a point and hopefully we will get to a point where like a compliment is just a compliment and it's just a compliment, but there are certain compliments that are so deeply rooted in all of these like discriminatory and like racist or sexist or homophobic or you know whatever kind of like history that you're like no like like you just said you could have kept that like you literally could have just remained quiet
0: right (laughs) but again it's like the the, what 500 years of slavery and being oppressed by white people um it's it's not just like oh tomorrow we're gonna be all humans like
2: Yeah.
0: yeah i mean that would be a perfect world right but like there's hurt and there's pain and there's a history. How long of reinforce we know as behavior analysts, like longer the history of reinforcement, <laughs> the harder it is to break a behavior. Yeah. Um yeah. and having these conversations, like you said, is the you know most important thing to just be like mm-hmm. just say it. Like I wanna, you know, I'm more of a walk on eggshells person. I am, yeah. you know, I think before I talk, which Typically, I don't. I've gotten in a lot of trouble that way. But <laughs> I'm trying. And yeah, um, yeah. and it's just one of those things where you realize it's like, holy shit. Like, all right. Yep. I should have just messaged him and said, I love your fucking PowerPoints. Bitches, yeah. you're great. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being so, like, yeah, offending. You didn't want to offend anyone. But talk a little bit about your, like, triple minority. What do you, mm-hmm. what is your goal and what is your hope and what do you experience?
2: Honestly, I think. my goal is just to have each of like my identities be not only respected, but like empowered and appreciated. Um, and oftentimes that doesn't happen. Like oftentimes, you know, depending on the space I'm in, my black identity will be the one that is like really, really reinforced, but don't let me mention I'm a lesbian because then nope. And again, oftentimes my lesbian identity, um, is super, super reinforced. and, And then things come up that, that, um, you know, does pertain to my blackness and then nope, don't mention. It. <laughs> and the same thing, even like with being, you know, a woman, I think sometimes we as women, we understand oppression only by way of like, you know, our relationship to men when it comes to, especially like, I think us in like the academic setting along with like the professional setting, but somehow our our understanding of that does not generalize to other things. And it's just like, you know, it's hard. It's very, very hard. So I think for me, like overall, I just want it to be where like my blackness and my sexuality and my my womanhood, like instead of it being such like a burden and in, in sometimes each of these like subsects, that it really is just like, yo, like she's black and she's a lesbian and she's a woman and she's a fucking badass behavior analyst and she's going to change the world. You know what I mean? Like versus it being like like a demerit mark where it's like, well, she is a behavior analyst. Like she did like graduate top of her class, but she's black demerit, <laughs> but she's a lesbian demerit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but she's a woman demerit. And, and I, I, I don't know how, how, how to get there, but I'm right. <laughs> you're well, doing an interesting job.
1: It's, it's interesting mm-hmm. because, you know, like even when we talk about with a lot of the individuals we work with, we talk about people first language. Right. Yeah. Um, And so, I mean, but you wouldn't say, like, this is a person with black. I mean, I guess you could say it, like, it's a person who has black skin. You could, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Just, I don't know if grammar-wise, like, I I don't even know (laughs) how you'll put it. But I think the difference is, and I'm, like, very into that, too. Even, like, being someone with, like, having, like, a couple of chronic illnesses, you know, lupus, scleroderma, whatever it is, I would join these support groups, right? And it'd be... And that was people's entire identity. It was like, they'd sign off. They'd be like, so today I'm having a really bad day. My finger's really hurting. Then they'd be like, Liat, comma, lupus, comma, scleroderma, comma, Raynaud, comma this. And it's like, but that's not who I am. Like, that's not what I'd want on, like, my tombstone, right? Yeah. In terms of... and, And like all these things you're talking about in terms of, you know, like, okay, you're a lesbian, you're a black woman, you're whatever it is, you're a survivor, right? Like these are all part of things that make up who you are. But I, I think, I think what I'm trying to get to, I think the trouble comes when people like use that as your only identifying factor.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, cause I think the reality is, um, and I wanna just preface this by saying I am currently in the process of learning about like relational frame theory and all that stuff. So I really really think that that probably explains it um, perfectly. But again, I'm just super, super like, I'm on the learning curve, hopefully. But I think what it is is that we just associate all these things with each of these identities. Um, And so, you know, sometimes I may like present myself you know, and in and, and all of my glory, whatever that is. And then somehow it's like, I represent all of the black community. And it's like, no, 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 no. And I almost have to literally like preference that where I'm just like, listen, like ask other black people, like, cause I I could be completely different um or my opinion rather could be completely different. I don't want to represent all cancer survivors. I don't want to represent like all women or all lesbians because I'm mean, truly like my experience with each of my identities, um, you know, it, first of all, it varies on a different day, like how I may feel about it, um, how I may walk in it, how I may present it. But besides that, it's like, it's, it's, I mean, countless numbers of people who also share these identities. And like, like you were saying, like, we're all very, like, we're individualized, like all of our experiences are, um, and kind of like going back where you were saying like to a lot of our clients, it's like, we don't erase the fact though, that they do have whatever this, like, um, this like neural, like diversity, like ability that they have. We don't erase Mm -hmm. that. It's literally like, well, listen, like this person has this and this is how we're going to empower them. And this is how we're going to hopefully help them have the best life that they absolutely can. And I think for me, like, that's what I want. Like, I don't want it to be like the, I say my spouse and it's automatically associated with my husband and then I have to be uncomfortable by correcting them. I literally want it to be like, oh, okay. You said your spouse, cool. Where did, I don't know, you and your spouse meet, you know? kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Now that makes so much sense. It's like 150%. I love the way you just said, I actually just messaged our <laughs> our producer and I'm like that's a teaser moment. Like <laughs> that was perfect. Just like so incredibly beautiful what you said about, you know, the clients that we serve, right? They have this ability and we want to empower them. And I just love that. Um talk to us about your cancer survivor story and what that was like getting cancer at, what, 16, you said?
2: Yeah. Um, God, that That's was bitch. crazy. Um, I was 16. <laughs> that was a bitch. Literally. <laughs> um, I like, went to cheerleading. On a lighter practice. note, let's talk
1: about your cancer survival.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, yeah, I literally just went to cheerleading practice. And I was in, I mean, the worst pain of my life. Passed out. Um, Whoever, I think my, my best friend at the time, I called my mom. She picked me up. Took me to the doctor. I literally was seen probably for max like 10 minutes. And they're like, oh, you have a bladder infection. And so he just sent me on my way, you know, gave me some medicine. And I was in the ER that night. Like, mom, like, take me to the hospital. Like, I, I, at that point, I had never been to the ER or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, then an ultrasound um, confirmed that I had a tumor about the size of a grapefruit on my left ovary and one about the size of a golf ball on my right and um yeah so apparently not a bladder infection (laughs) um and so um yeah i had uh, surgery to get the uh, the tumors removed so my left ovary completely was like gone because the tumor was just that big so um i had yeah my left ovary removed in that tumor and then part of my right ovary removed with that tumor i went through chemo i was bullied during chemo, I was like the I literally like it almost was like overnight I went from like, you know I don't think I was really popular per se but I was just like this cheerleader kind of whatever and then bam I'm like a cancer person, um and it was bad I can't lie like it was a very traumatic experience actually during my chemo stint um, Grey's Anatomy had an episode where a 16 year old named Camille died of ovarian cancer and I was like oh my god oh, like, goosebumps. <laughs> What, but, yeah, so um, I you know, went through a few months of chemo, and I've been um cancer-free ever since I've had a couple of like um conditions that have formed, you know, after that, but yeah, i've I've dealt with, I think, a lot in that respect, and that is where like that whole self-care part comes in. I mean, it literally took me until this year, like year 14, to not truly suffer from survivor's remorse and survivor's guilt um like it literally like this year like year 14 i don't know what happened i finally feel happy to like be alive and i feel worthy to be alive um and i finally kind of like i think you were saying like i've kind of shed some of like my whole identity being wrapped up in like can't be the person that had cancer because i think while i love like being an advocate and and spreading awareness and while i love kind of connecting with people because that is important, like you were saying, like survivors groups and stuff like that. That's so important. What I realize is, oh that, my god, I can't be in them.
1: I literally can't. Yeah,
2: it's. De- like, I, it I'd rather share my message depressing. on my
1: platform. I have yeah. as like, look, you could go through really bad shit. You could watch your fingers yeah. fall off, but you could be a badass bitch. Like, yeah, those depressing. groups are just
2: like not, it. Like, reinforces that negative. Health. Yeah, yeah,
1: at all, and and you like live to be yeah. to live up to your condition more.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I just, I realized that like that in part, I think kind of reinforced this idea that like I should feel in a way so guilty for being alive. Um, and so, yeah, now I, um, I'm just trying to live and obviously spread awareness because it is like known as a silent killer. There is no test for ovarian cancer. Um, it just, it literally kind of presents itself and you either have it or you don't and you just have to kind of pray that it's treatable. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you, Leah. I don't those groups and it's just, this, it was not good for me. Like no judgments for anybody. Like I just
1: remember there. like looking at things, like trying, what um, one of the things is with that is like, I remember the first time my doctor told me Leah, you're never going to run again. And I was like, what? Like I'm a big runner. What the hell? Blah, blah, blah. And then I remember like trying to look up articles that were positive, like being like lupus girl, run marathon, whatever. And I couldn't. And then what I started realizing is I think when you're past a certain point, when you decide I'm going to start like living a life of gratitude or like things that I have, like I have an able body, you know, I still have my arms and my legs. Okay. Granted I lost some fingers or like this brain switch. It's like, you don't want to hang out in those places anymore. Yep. And so maybe you're not able to find as many articles or like someone who ran a marathon because they're busy running the marathon. They're busy yep. creating study notes yep. ABA or they're busy yep. living their purpose or their passion. And so I think that's at least what I found um, in terms of identity with things like that because you you almost like, you live to become it more like you're, you're, you're in it so much. You're like, Oh, maybe I'm having those symptoms. Like maybe I'm having this or, Oh my God. Wow. Oh my poor girl. Like she just lost this whole thing, Uh, you know?
2: Well, and that's, what's tough too, especially like when it comes to like that whole identity, number one, of like me being a woman and me being a lesbian, because I can't have children. I had to have a hysterectomy. So people, their automatic response, like this, like sorrow. And I'm like, but did you even ask me if I wanted kids? Like you didn't Mm -hmm. or there's this assumption of like, oh, well, your fiance can just have them. And it's like, but who like, do you know if she wants to have kids? Do you know? Mm -hmm. Like my identity is not wrapped in my reproductive system. (laughs) Like what is wrong with you? Like I, I want to create so much life outside of like giving birth, you know? And, and I think you're right. I think sometimes we just get without us even realizing it so consumed (laughs) in, Mm -hmm. in all of these things. Um, and, and I think for me, like that was one of like my biggest struggles, like on my journey of being a BCBA of like how to really balance, like the physical pain that I was in or the physical discomfort that I was in, along with some of like the mental and emotional stuff that, you know, we've already talked about. And I'm like, but I want to be great. Like I want to take over the world, you know, or at least have a hand in it with my career. And, and I think you're right. Kind of just like trying to shed part of that identity and like shifting it to, to more of like the advocacy and awareness versus like the sorrow i mean it's been a huge a huge shift for me so what is your like top
0: top like self-care like tips
2: well it's really bad so honestly like my self-care is like all like first world we stuff (laughs) Um, (laughs) a lot yeah i online shop a lot um i get my nails done a lot
0: but I was honestly, gonna say they're like, looking good. Mine are like nubs. Well, I literally bite you. mine down so hard that <laughs> I, I want to shut
1: up. I'm missing fingers. Both of <laughs> you guys shut up about your fucking nubs. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I love it.
2: But like, I feel like, honestly, since moving here, I think this island has helped me to learn how to just be alone. And that's something that I never was able to do. I always wanted to be like with my friends or with my family. I was like, and I still am pretty attached to my phone. I'm kind of putting myself in an interval schedule for that. Um, mm-hmm. but honestly, like there's days where I could just like go to the beach and just be, and I just read a lot. Like I actually read for leisure. I can't last time. Like I was able to do that. Um, I have a spin bike that I wrote myself like a behavior plan to be on. So I'm trying to, you know, keep that It's not really working. I can't lie, but I'm gonna, it's okay, girl. I'm going to work on my reinforcement for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'll put a bootleg. <laughs> Yeah, legit. Like I can't right now, but that's good. Like my like toe problem is like reinforcing me not being on the bike. So I feel so bad, it's great.
0: So <laughs> Candy, um recently had a bone spur removed and I have a bone spur yes. on my right ankle. And not only at this time that she was messaging me about her bone spur, I was like, oh, I have a bone spur too. And I like, I want to get it removed. I also fell fishing, fishing. I know, fishing, Casey, what? <laughs> And I fractured my right ankle and I tore the ligaments in my left ankle. So I'm literally not an able-bodied person right now. Like and I'm taking, I took for granted how easy it was to maneuver. Yeah. My shower routine now takes me like two hours because I have to remove a, one brace, yes. a boot, slide in. I don't know what I'm doing. It hurts. Everything hurts. Yeah. Like, so yeah, reevaluating. I was so proud of
2: myself because I showered today without getting my little boot wet. I like properly like sealed a bag over it and it's not all wet. And I was like, great like this was my workout for the day that's (laughs) That's,
1: it's i'm like sweating yeah getting to the bootleg reinforcement (laughs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) but yeah
0: (laughs) exactly i love that Um, all right um yeah honestly just
2: like journaling reading shopping i just i do them a lot though like i have to like if Mm -hmm. i don't i'm not kidding like even like last week with social media like finally got hit to like what was going on with you know, Black people and, you know, Black people. You mean when they're finally, they, like, aware
0: that there's, like, racism in the world?
2: You know what like I that? mean? And, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I literally, I was, like, so consumed with it. Like, I felt so heavy. I'm, like, I have to, like, literally, like, my fiancé was, like, no, 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 no. Like, you have to schedule a break. Like, put your phone down. I will literally take it from you. Like, you have to just chill out. And so, yeah, I needed that.
1: Yeah, I think absolutely. that is a big piece of self-care. Like, I actually find myself, in, in general, like, very... Attached to my phone in like a creepy way, like yeah, like she okay, showers it with it.
0: She showers with it and like <laughs> she in the corner, so, and I'll be so, like using
1: that to listen to a podcast or watch a YouTube. No, no, she'll like FaceTime me in the in the shower. And so
0: the other day, I was like, "All right, we're she's on the so phone. Private. So that they, is
1: private." Like, I just
0: I just realized you do that. I would never think to take my phone in the shower. So I was getting we were on the phone the other day, FaceTime, and I'm like, "All right, I gotta go. I get, I gotta get in the shower. Gotta get my day going." And she's like don't you have like a, a thing in your shower that you can just bring your phone in and we can keep talking and i'm like i mean sure i can do that for you but like for me that was like psychotic i'm like we can't just get off the phone we have to keep talking work right now like i, I love that so i did i brought yeah. it in my shower and i was like shit yelling because it's so loud with the water and i'm just like this is ridiculous like we that's need how to- I <laughs>
2: with, that's how i am with my calendar my fiance took a picture of me literally right before my foot surgery i'm like writing in my calendar like getting my little color-coded sticky notes and she's Mm -hmm. like oh like what is going on like stop it (laughs) Mm -hmm. i get it i
0: love when you're called out on your on your bullshit you know you know and my husband does it to me all the time (laughs) so there is a reason a big reason why we are doing this podcast like not only i'm not i'm talking about doing it at this date, right? Releasing it yeah. on Monday. And it's because there's a really awesome thing coming out, um, that we are the three of us and a couple other people, um, mm-hmm. we've now become a part of, and I'm so excited. Um, yeah. and it's happening on Friday. Um, I'm sure Cami can talk a lot more to this, but I'm going to do my best to uh, pronounce it. It's the Akamai. That means i um, smart and intelligent in Hawaii. BCBA exam prep workshop um and it's for an amazing cause, right? Where
2: is all the proceeds going? Um, so it's on Juneteenth, which I absolutely love. I really, really love that. And then all the proceeds are gonna go towards the NAACP legal defense fund and education. And I'm just really, really excited because they're just it's like you're studying with the cause. And obviously, like who wouldn't want to do that?
0: So there is um Marissa from uh local BCBA um and then um zandria from beauty and behavior zandria beautiful humans they're such beautiful humans and um i reached out just saying hey can leon and i at least like help somehow or like pair with you guys and like be a part of this because it's going to be like a mock question workshop and um that's like our our me and uh, marissa were like on fire last night like we're gonna raise twenty seven thousand dollars and um we're still on fire so and we, there's a ton of
2: scholarships too by APA A B A, excuse me, practitioners impacted by the military. They yes. donated like six hundred bucks. So I mean, it's I mean, you literally like just have to apply for the scholarship. And yeah. Yeah, so what happened if you, happened if you, can
0: you can go if you go to a local BCBA guys, if you're listening, um there is so what happened was that's they that's the Instagram raise,
1: account by the way guys that's yeah I'll put it all We in the don't mean like ways. we don't mean your local BCBA we mean <laughs> the Instagram <laughs> handle local BCBA
0: <laughs> thank you that's
1: actually a really good point <laughs> so um she always she comes in with some good ones sometimes
0: um so basically what happened was they wanted to do this you know BCBA exam prep workshop for this cause which is awesome They wanted to raise two hundred and seventy dollars for Breonna Taylor, right? That was Mm -hmm. her birthday was on the twenty seventh, and then the what um, Cami just said about the military um, Mm -hmm. families affected by um, was it ABA? Yep.
2: So ABA practitioners impacted by the military. Yep.
0: So they donated six hundred dollars, which freed up one hundred and twenty spots, right? Because they had dropped down the donation to five dollars from twenty. Um, you only had to donate five dollars, so now one hundred and twenty people can go sign up at go to at local BCBA on Instagram, and you can sign up and attend this for free. Um, but we really, really, really are listeners, especially guys out there. We want to raise money for this organization. We want you guys to go to the GoFundMe and donate, even if you have a free spot, right? Say you are in need, absolutely go get a free spot. If you are not, right? And you can afford to b- purchase a spot, like purchase a spot, and donate to the GoFundMe. Um, it's going to be fun AF because we've got
2: all of us. We're going to bring that. our
0: study Okay, we're running, test, we're running test questions. We're going to go in like, I think what Marissa had said was like, each one of us goes once you like, present your question, then you talk about it and discuss it and break it down. So we're trying to make some hard-ass questions that are kind gonna... of i know i
2: kind of feel like my questions are too easy like when i when you guys got in on this i was like oh shit i gotta set my questions <laughs> i think oh, mine are a little too easy
1: that's okay to have easy ones too because we need to build that yeah, behavior D. momentum it's on D. <laughs> you want to play you want to play the test prep game with us okay <laughs>
0: i was laughing when she goes oh this is your like that's what you guys do. i'm like literally i was telling her i go we write questions all day every day like it's like It's so hard to write questions every second Uh, of it (laughs) for the app. There's like what? 5,000 questions. Like it's a nightmare, but I told her we have this amazing resource. Like, like we can, you know, we want to be part of this. We want to, we have a big platform that we want our amazing followers and listeners, um, to be a part of this, come to it. You're studying. You want to study for a good cause and then hang out with some cool ass biatches. And I think there's a man too, which is cool. (laughs) Right. There is a a male, right? What's his name? I think his name is, um, just want to
1: make sure I. Ladies, there's a man. (laughs) We have one. Literally in our class, (laughs) in the collective, we'll be like, Like all our examples are like these girl power examples. And then we have a boy and I like preface it. Like, I'm really sorry. We don't totally hate all of you, but it's a good way to remember it. Blah, blah, blah. And they're so sweet. They're so
0: like, they're like, it's okay. We'll remember it that way too. They're like, we are like that. And we're like, we know. I
2: love
0: that. Uh, So yeah, so it's on June 19th. It's at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, it'll be 6 Central, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. I can't figure out the rest of those time zones. I'm not good at that. But um, it's going to be, you can go right there to at local BCBA and you can sign up and come for the Akamai ABA exam prep workshop with all of not us. to and- mention, I think
1: you guys should follow Camille on Instagram because she has some pretty cool signs. That yeah, she, she does. She's kind of like guy with a sign. You know that guy? If actually, her Instagram? You know I what I'm talking her. about?
2: Yeah, I love him. Like, I'm literally obsessed.
1: Oh, so that was the biggest compliment ever? Like, ever. one time? Yeah, someone one time <laughs> told me something like, you're kind of like Chelsea Handler. And I was like, I could <gasps> die now.
2: <laughs> Legit. Legit. <laughs> so, but yeah, some of her uh, signs
1: are amazing. So go follow her. Her Instagram, we'll also put it in the show notes, but it's Cam Will C-A-M-W-I-L-L, made it cam will made it underscore
0: and she damn well made it and <laughs> like first thank you i'm trying <laughs>
1: we all are right i mean you're hanging out with us what more could you do to make it I in mean, life legit. i mean you come on die? like this is literally <laughs> i'm puking in my
0: mouth
2: <laughs>
1: i'm just joking i know Casey like gets so embarrassed when i say shit like that
2: you guys just gotta come to hawaii and then i'll like really die
1: I told her can I we was to throw it
2: down. I'm, I am,
0: just we want to do a study notes trip to Hawaii. So we're going to come stay with you.
2: Yes. Do it. I literally Absolutely. live right by, by the beach. You guys are always. And
0: awesome. her place is amazing looking. So when we can meet your fiance, that would be amazing.
2: Yay. And
1: that when, co- nice. yeah. And you know what? When COVID's over, we could talk about traveling.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's wait till that passes. Please.
1: <laughs> so, Camille, you
0: are amazing. Um, you exude. Thanks for, for being a, so a nice. voice.
2: Yeah, and thank you exude you. just
0: such amazing energy, and I love you. So um, thank you for coming I on today. you
2: guys. Thank you so much for having me.
1: We'll see you soon at the Studyathon. a thon It's on, baby. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Ready? Case? Ready. You know where to find us. As always, love you. Mean it.